So Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Yeah. I think of the song by Toby Mack, Let Your Light Shine Bright. Mm -hmm. And you're the singer, so I mean, there you go. Everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we let our light shine, but it's not to get our own glory. It's Mm -hmm. so that our Father in heaven can get the glory. Yeah. It's to point back to him. Yes, it is. And so we want to talk about, you know, how can we be the light? Mm-hmm. You know, first, first, I'd like to go to uh, John eight twelve mm-hmm. and discuss, like, how how are we the light? Yeah, and why are we the light? Right. John eight twelve. I'll let you read that for me. John eight twelve says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, "I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads." to life. So we find the light by following Christ. Yes. So we're supposed to be the light, but we're just not out there hanging, right? Mm -hmm. We are the light because Jesus Christ is the light. And and I know earlier you said, oh, simple, right? But isn't that so comforting that we don't have to figure out how to be the light of our own, but that we just have to rely on Christ to be the light? Yeah. I think about all these, we have a lot of lights on in here too give us this lovely hue. But if we don't plug these lights into the USB, to the outlet, to the source, they don't come on. Yeah. So we can only be the light if we're plugged, connected to the true light. Yes. There's nothing that can shine unless there's power ran to it. All right. So let's also go to John 1. Five. John 1 5 says, the light shines in the darkness and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how small the light is. It's, it's amazing that in, in a dark room, you can light a, a match mm-hmm. and the darkness can overcome the light. There's, there's, there's a mass of darkness, but one little light dispels darkness. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this the other day, how dark and dismal the world is can seem, you know, if you're watching media, you're like, oh my gosh, the world's just, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. But seeing how such a small light can change it, you know, and we're going to talk about how to do that in business, but there's a thousand businesses out there doing all kinds of things and the impact light shining can have in this world, um, Mm -hmm. which just feels like it's dark and horrible. Yeah. And I remember, um, interview we did with Paul Moore and we're we're actually going to release that episode uh, this week as well. But with Paul Moore, he gave us the example of this small town in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not going to go into the whole thing, right? Because he went into detail about it. But essentially, it was one farmer that was the catalyst uh, of this city that had these jails, that had uh, rampant alcoholism, Mm -hmm. just just rapid sin running through the town. And it was completely transformed by one catalyst yeah, in the form of one farmer that 
put a stake in the ground and said, you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And because this one man decided to serve the Lord, his, his light spread. Yeah. That light grew. It's like Christmas lights, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're linked and they're chained together. You have this, this strip of Christmas lights and then you have another one you could plug into it and then it lights up and you just keep going until the whole, whole house is lit up. And it could be the same thing in the marketplace. Yeah. I think about a concert um, where, you know, they like light your phone up, put your phone in the air and how you see these, these um, stadiums light up and glow like that visual of businesses shining and being in community with other businesses shining their light. It's powerful. I think sometimes we actually doubt the power of shining our light. I think we do. I think, oh, I'm just this, but there's so much strength in coming together. There's so much strength in stepping out in your faith and shining that light. And I'm I'm excited to get to the practical steps too, to just examples and encourage of how that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And understanding that we are powered from the source. The true source of light. Yes. I don't have to generate my own power. You know, I'm um I'm interested in like off grid <laughs> sustainability. I thought about renewable energy. Yeah, renewable off grid stuff. It's just interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to, to worry about it. God says, I'm the source. I'm not going to charge you and keep your bill increasing over and over again. You plug into me yeah. for free. Now that's sustainable energy. It never goes out. And I think we can get exhausted thinking that. Oh my gosh, you know, just imagine like you're running a Walmart for open 24 hours. That's exhausting, but I'm not doing that. God is open 24 hours and I'm plugged into him so I can do it. Mm. I can shine my light. I Mm. can have the energy day in and day out because I'm not the energy source. He is. Yes. And if we think about that, we shouldn't be depleted Mm -mm. because we we're plugged into the source and the source replenishes me. Yes. So if I'm replenished, then I can give out light, kindness, love. But if I'm not plugged in the source, I can get tired. Mm-hmm. I can get tired of people, yeah. and customers yes. and bills and the yeah. government, you know? Yes. So, perspective. And that's why we don't have to be afraid to let our light shine. Yeah. It says put the, the lamp. We have a lamp. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hide it under a blanket. Oh, don't let anybody. We're not going to put it under the table. Yeah. We're going to put that bad boy on top of the table so we can all see. Right. Sure. And and that is what we are supposed to be in our places of work in the marketplace. Yeah. We are supposed to be that light that can guide others to Christ. Yep. Let's talk about how yeah. to be a light, right? So we're saying, okay, we should be the salt of the earth. We should be the light of the world. How? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Uh, Philippians 2.14. Yeah. So you go ahead and, and read this. Oh, book. gosh, it's highlighted in mine. So I hope I don't choke on it. Oh. Um <laughs> That means it was meant for you to right. it, it says, yeah. do everything without complaining or arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining bright, ooh, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Boom. So how can we <laughs> shine bright? Stop complaining and criticizing. Jeez. But isn't that uh, very pertinent? Because, mm-hmm. uh, we're always being watched. Oh yeah. Our own children, but definitely by clients, by, by just people mm-hmm. around us and they're observing what we're doing. Especially Christians. I think sometimes people are waiting 
for you to slip up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you see, she just she goes on Sundays. He goes weekly to church, but they don't live like that, mm-hmm. you know. So um, if you think you're going to hold up your faith in the marketplace, it, you won't be able to hold it up. You've got to yeah. have it um, be a heart check and mm-hmm. a lifestyle plugged into the source. And uh, I believe that is one of the most genuine, sincere ways to win others to Christ. One of the most effective ways to win others to Christ is by simply living, yeah, living for Christ. Yeah, I mean, we can go pass out tracks all day long, knock on strangers' doors, but you know what is the most effective way is to, to build relationships. Yeah. Like I, I see Bill at work every day. Mm-hmm. Like he clocks in, he, he shows up, he gets the job done. When we slack off, like that bad boy is working, mm-hmm. right? And it's consistent. But when I feel down, you know, Bill gives me a pick me up. He gives me good words that help me along my day. Yeah. He shares his lunch with me when I forgot my, yeah. my lunch. Right. Yeah. And at th- these things compound and then they start to think. And I don't know about Jesus or God, but if Bill serves him, yeah, it might be something. Yeah. If, if this if this is what causes him to act the way that he does. And it really is boils down to the, the four letter word is love. Yeah. Like love transforms. I think about, um, I won't call his name, but I remember one of your workers, little young thing, sweetheart. And he was a Christian as well. And, you know, we make bad choices. We, we hit some backslide moments. We make some bad choices, but he came to work, did the jobs, learned so many skills um, from working with you. And even sometimes when he dropped the ball, he would be waiting for you to correct him and encourage him. And, you know, you shouldn't have did that. You know, man, thank you for saying that. You, you'd you come with the harsh word in love to correct him. And, you know, later he moved on to do great things. And But I just think there's a, a beauty between the relationships and just living Christ every day because it does encourage. And that's even encourages for other Christians, for Christians who might be straddling the fence on some things, might be struggling in some areas. As someone who decides to take a place in the marketplace for Christ, you are that example that can strengthen others who know Christ and who don't know Christ. Absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes we underestimate relationships, Mm -hmm. but it's all about relationships. It really is. Yeah. It's all about relationships. And it's about consistency. Like what I look like that word consistency. Yeah. Because when I look back and I see people that live for Christ and make an mm-hmm. impact in the world around them, they mm-hmm. are consistent. They show up, they have on their mind that I am a representative of Christ. And wherever we go, we should be a representative of Christ in the marketplace. Where Wherever we work, uh, whether we are building the business or we're helping others build the business, yeah. like we are the representation for Christ wherever we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got first Peter two, 11 through 17, and this is more of how, all right. So call to good works. Dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage war against the soul, conduct yourselves. And this is it. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, among unbelievers, so that when you, when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day he visits 
I have experience with this. I have experience of people talking mm-hmm. bad about me. Oh, yeah. Of slandering my name to the wrong people. And then those people come to me and said, you know what? Like, this person is talking about you. And I, I say, you know, it doesn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. So I had to call you. <laughs> and then, you know, my response? My response is, no, that isn't me. Mm-hmm. Because you know me. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, let's get this person on the line. Let's let's have a meeting with this person. Let's set it up so we can all discuss this. Yeah. And then, um, no crickets. I don't hear anything <laughs> back right. from them at all. Oh, oh, oh. But I, 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 I wish I could. Because yeah. I, I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not resenting anything. Mm-hmm. I really want the truth to come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that part about, you know, the unbelieving neighbors. I think about like a business owner who's maybe in a strip mall has their business there and there's just some neighboring tenant and just how they conduct themselves. You know, maybe they're raising prices and, you know, there's always some drama. But what's their response to it? Their response Again, we know that people are watching you. I mean, we understand they've got mouths to feed and but they just haven't gone crazy about the situation. How do you handle everyday situations? Because it does rain on the just and the unjust. When gas prices go up, it affects Christians and non-Christians. You know, when um, laws are placed that change things for your business, it affects non-Christians and Christians. But how do I respond to that in a way that says something to unbelievers? Yeah. And carry on verse 13, Mm -hmm. submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors of those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. So I don't care whether we voted for Joe Biden or not. Don't let's hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's not ridicule and make fun of him. Let's pray for him. Yeah. Let's pray for, well, I live in California. Okay. <laughs> I live in California. Uh, let's pray for our government. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's pray for these people in leadership that they will actually represent the people. Yeah. That they will care and have a concern to help people's lives. Let's pray for them. Yeah. And those people are in power, but they don't sit on the throne. God yes. does. And God takes care of his people. Yeah. Despite what it, lo- you know, what it looks like, but it, your, your mind and your faith has got to be aligned yeah. with him as well. He took care of Joseph. These are all people that prospered in Hard times. pagan societies. Yeah. Uh, Joseph. And we already know the story of Joseph. I mean, he got thrown in a ditch, got mm-hmm. sold. Work at Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. Potiphar's wife tried to run some game on him. Went to prison. <laughs> you know the 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 baker was the baker the somebody in the the, the prison the um the prison in the king's household. Y'all remember you? He left. Didn't remember him. He he stuck there still. Yeah. And then God still opened a door. Opened a door for him, and he he prospered. Mm-hmm. And through that, God got the glory. He did. He did. Uh, so for it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. <laughs> and that's how it's funny how it says that's how you silence them. It doesn't silence them by like, oh, I'm going to shut you down and we're going to get a debate. It's simply. <laughs> He's, I'm going to shut you down and get a debate. <laughs> <laughs> that's just noise. Nobody's no. listening. Somebody steals from you. Somebody slanders your name and you do good to them. 
Oh, what? Yeah. What? Somebody steals your client and, and you do good to them. <laughs> you call them and tell them the preferences. <laughs> she doesn't like that. Just kidding. So for it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. So that's a, a, a learning moment right there. How do we silence the ignorance of foolish people? By doing good. By doing good. All that we do should be done in, for God's glory. Yeah. We should Mine work hardly. Honorable lives. Go ahead. Mine says, yeah, that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people. There you go. Doing good. Living honorably. So submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but as God slaves. We serve the Lord. Honor everyone. Love the brothers and sisters. Fear God. Honor our leaders. That's how we can be the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. The light of the world is by honoring everyone. And I'm just repeating this because these aren't easy tasks, no. but they're so practical yeah. to make an impact for Christ. Honor everyone. Hmm. Love the brothers and sisters, fear God, and honor those in leadership. <laughs> okay. God said it. Right. I, I did it. <laughs> we didn't make it up. Goodness. I mean, there, there is no greater guide than God's word. Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing greater. I remember that song back in the day. And nobody greater. Mm -hmm. I searched all over. That one. Yes. Okay. So now what are some practical steps mm -hmm. of being the salt and being the light? Yeah. I'll go over three steps. To sum up this, mm -hmm. and it is ultimately to love others. Yeah. If we love others, we're going to approach them differently. Yep. Just bottom line, if we, we look to people through the eyes of Christ, we will mm -hmm. treat them differently. But ultimately, we can look through all the garbage. I mean, there's people out there that just yap, 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 got bad mouths, bad attitudes. Mm -hmm. But let's look at how Christ sees them. Yeah. Always go back to that book. Translating God um, by Shane Boltz. And that's what it's like. How do I look at people? Do I look at them through a lens of love? And, and, and that's not to say, you know, be a doormat, be abused, but it's just what are these opportunities, these divine appointments, these customers coming through your doors, things coming through your emails? What if these were opportunities for me to show God's love? Would I respond and approach them differently? Even, you know, yes. somebody loitering outside your business. If you were approaching it through a lens of love, it might be more than like, get off my doorstep than yes, to what are your needs? What are your issues? Why are you mm -hmm. here? I mean, and there's always we want to follow rules. We don't want to, you know, hurt anybody or allow people to hurt others. But if I'm doing it through a lens of love, it's probably different. Like if we sent certain text messages and emails through a lens of love, even when we were wronged, they would sound different. Yes, they would. So love others, live blameless, be honorable, live, live above reproach. Like don't be that Christian that turns people off from Christianity. Yes. Like, oh, I worked with the Christian once and that sucker just, just ruined my day. He just robbed me. He took my money and ran. And you've had instances when you've, you know, on job sites, firing pastors, Mm -hmm. You know, because your character, your work ethic was not matching 
what you preached about or what you said you have faith in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So live above reproach, uh, live blameless, even the small things. So that's another way, actually, to be the salt and the light. Like answer your phone, like respond when people send you an email, a text message, Uh, show up on time. Uh, (laughs) Let me just break it down. Do what you say you're going to do. And we we talked about it as first impressions. Yes. You know, very important. You have a business. You want return whatever you want, returning customers. You want Mm -hmm. something. You want things to continue moving. But if your first impression was, hey, can I get a bid for this, this and that? And yes, I'll get it back to you this day. And that day comes and goes Mm -hmm. and they never receive anything. Why do we expect them? to give us business and refer business. When I pick up the phone, you picked it up like you were in a dark tunnel, scared. (laughs) We don't know what business this is. Why would I call that again? You know what I mean? So I think first impressions represent Christ Mm. every chance you get. Mm. Because that might, and we've seen in the scripture when they're talking about entertaining angels, act as if that's happening, that you don't know if that's a customer, if that's God sending an angel your way to um, show you something, teach you something, mm-hmm. shed light on something. So I think first impressions, my background before, you know, being an adult was like retail and customer service and the customer's always right. Nobody loves to hear that, but I was just watching something and they were talking about for property management and they were talking about for credit card disputes and things like that. Those companies are always going to side with the customer, even if they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you know that, then let's not let it ever get to that point. How can I serve my customer or um, the potential of a customer from the first get go or impression of meeting them? Absolutely. I've heard uh, like business owners talk about how like in the boardroom, they have one open seat representing Jesus Christ, right? This envision our customers, like we're serving Jesus Christ because we are, do you know that? Uh, Colossians three twenty three, right? Work hardly as we're working for the Lord. No matter what we do, let's work as if we're working for the Lord. So each and every customer that we have, every, every, every one of them, right? Yeah. Even work, even uh, employees or contractors, yada, yada. Let's treat them like we would Jesus. Yeah. Because the bottom line is we are no better than anybody. Nope. If we weren't saved, we'd be, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? It's, it's in, only in God's grace. eye, In God's eye, the CEO of a company is no greater than the janitor of a company. Correct. It's the souls. They, they might have different tasks here on earth, but that janitor, that janitor might be on fire winning souls for Christ. And the CEO is making money. <laughs> how many are getting in the kingdom? But yeah. how's that going to translate into heavenly dollars, if you want to say, building our churches yeah. in heaven? There's a, there's a saying I like by... Um, Tony Evans, I, he said he's done a lot of funerals. He never saw a U-Haul driving by, behind the limo, <laughs> casket. the casket, mm-hmm. the, the hearst. Boom. Here we go. The hearst. hearst. Right. So love others, live blameless, and then practice what you preach. Please, if you're in the marketplace, if you are on the job, if you are building a business and you call yourself a Christian, be a Christian. And when you said that, I thought there's grace and there's mercy. There is. We make mistakes. Yes. But there's also a standard that if I profess a hope in Jesus Christ, and then I say, God, this business is yours, then actions should follow appropriately. That doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. But Mm -hmm. then how do you handle it? I'm sorry. But we are saying. And, And 
accidentally overcharging somebody for something can be viewed as a mistake, but intentionally overcharging somebody, that's not a mistake. <laughs> right? Right. So our integrity yeah. still has to be above reproach. Yeah. And we do make mistakes. Everybody we makes do. mistakes. But there's a clear difference between mistakes and things that aren't mistakes are, are mistakes right, and, <laughs> and behavior. Yeah. Right. So that's not a mistake. That is how you act. Yeah. Like you are out to get people yeah. and there is a track record. And that just gives a bad taste in your mouth when we see sign of the fish, faith based business, you know, your logo is just like Jesus, Jesus. And then you just run your business raggedy. Mm, it's, it's, it's uh Holy Trinity plumbing, you know, or, <laughs> you are a mess. <laughs> and ain't nothing holy in that you know? plumbing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or it's a uh, Gethsemane. Oh gosh. Accounting. If you're going to call it and claim it, <laughs> then be it. Well, actually be it. If not, I see that as a trap. It's, it's a trap. Yes. It's to, using the to Lord. Get Christian folks to try to use your business and then rip them off. That's, that's how I view it. Oof. Bottom line is like, let's practice what we preach. If we yeah. claim to be believers in God, let's act like it. That's all he's asking us to do. That's what a Christian is. You know, now I'm not going to get all theoretical, but a Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. When I say I follow something, that means I'm striving to live, imitate, and do what that leader, which is Christ, is doing. So if I'm saying I'm a Christian and I don't act like one, stop saying you're a Christian and giving that advertisement to people and then you don't back it up. That's who mm. puts a bad name out for mm -hmm. the Christians. It's those who profess one thing and do another. Yes. And we don't want to do that. We don't. We don't. We, we do don't. not. <laughs> do not. That's my own abbreviation. I didn't say don't or do not. I said we don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag don't. D-U-N-T. No, please don't hashtag oh. do that, please. So let's recap the three practical steps, right? It's yeah. love others. Most definitely. Live blameless. And then practice what you preach. And the key, I think, to all these things mm -hmm. is to do it consistently. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it who we are. I heard to say, I don't know where I heard it from, but it's, the bottom line is that you are who you are when nobody is around. Oof. Yeah. When there's no one overseeing, there's no accountability there, you still represent Christ. And that's all that I have yeah. to say. I thought we would just close, read the scripture one more time. I don't know. Please. Let's do it. <laughs> so this is, again, Matthew 5, verses 13 through 15, right after the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is saying, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Amen. Amen. Hello and... Thanks for joining us today. Let me ask you a question. Do you desire to live in your God-given purpose? If so, I believe this 31-day study challenge will help you. Go to numbermyday.com slash 31 days to download the workbook and join us on Substack. That's numbermyday.com slash the number 31 D-A-Y-S. I'm looking forward to you joining us 
in this journey towards living in our God-given purpose.